What's going on, guys? It's Mohammed, the host of Aware Alpha, and welcome to episode. I don't even know which number this is going to be, either be 68, 65. And just want to say I'm so grateful for you listeners, you know, listening to this podcast. It's crazy. I was reflecting earlier, only a year ago, last year, this time in November, we were just recording the first like 10, 20 episodes. And Aware Alpha was really just a vision in my mind and just my own drive and curiosity to want to share my message with the world. And it's interesting, you know, 50, 60 episodes later, and now in the last, you know, week or so, I've done, you know, 10, 15 interviews, and I'm planning on doing another 30, 40 with guests and individuals that I look up to, that I'm friends with in my life. And I believe they have a message and their stories will resonate with all the Aware Alpha listeners. So like I said, guys, in the last few episodes, we're going to start having more guests on the podcast. And today's guest is one of my amazing friends and just an amazing guy to really share the things that he's going to share his own story and his beliefs, his mindset, his philosophy on life. Uh, I look up to him. I, I've learned a lot from him in the last three, four years of our friendship. And so I'm excited to introduce Ravi to the podcast. Ravi just to make sure I pronounce this. So just want to tell you guys a little about him so you guys kind of understand where he comes from and what he does. So he's actually known as Rouse, independent music producer and recording engineer who has produced and recorded for legendary hip-hop artist Styles P, up-and-coming female breakthrough artist Princess Nokia with notable television placements with Slice TV, Lionsgate Films, and many more. Decades of experience in the music industry, co-founder of Toronto-based independent record label PA Records in the early 2000s, and founder of Rouse Beats Music, licensing and publishing company. And of course, the man, the myth, and one of my good friends, Ravi. So Ravi, I just want to say welcome to the podcast, brother. Wow. Amazing. Amazing introduction, man. I, I, I couldn't have wrote it better myself. Thank you. Thank you. You know, I, I like I was trying to I was trying to make up as many things that I, I know about you in that. So when I wrote it, I was like, you know, I feel like this resonates. You know, I feel like this is how I look at him, you know, I like so, it. I like it. Let me uh, let me give you I, I got a question. OK, it's the first thing that comes to my mind. Uh, like, And I'm just very curious. OK. What's something that has helped you in the last few decades of being in the music industry? Something that has helped you where you are able to take that and still implement it or do it in your life, in your relationships, in your business, all and like it's worked the same thing. So what's something that's worked in all areas of your life? Oh, man, that, that's a great question. And I think you, you set a part of the answer in, in the question when you asked it. Um, a big thing is relationships, man. You know, mm. and, and being able to manage different personalities, um, emotions, just relationships in general with people, man. Mm. Um, that's one of the things that I, I think being being in music for so long, dealing with so many different types of people, um, that transition that I was able to take that skill and basically apply it to everything else in life. Mm. And it's it's um so some people may call it emotional intelligence. Mm. Um, I wouldn't really classify it as emotional intelligence. I, I would classify it more as, as awareness. And then we yeah. spoke about it before. And it's just being being aware of, of, of people, you know, understanding mm. people and taking time to, to get to know them out below the surface level. You know, mm. I think that's that skill has helped me a lot mm. in everything in life. Right. Just that's amazing. connect with people, build relationships, hold relationships. Mm. Um, that that's by far the number one thing. That's amazing. 
why why you mentioned self-awareness why do why do you think self-awareness is so important i feel like so many people talk about it these days and like of course myself i'm curious about it and i understand the concept in a way for the level of awareness that i have and you know i'm no professor out there but like why do you think self-awareness is so important like to just even succeed in life or even to be happy or aware whatever it is that you're desiring from life why is that self-awareness so important Oh, coming in with the heavy questions right off the bat. I love, <laughs> I love it. It's real simple, brother. Like with, with self-awareness, I think like being able to do a temperature check mm. on yourself, you know, see where you're at too. Cause we're, we're dynamic beings, mm. you know, so we're not going to feel the same way all the time. Um, different situations, different environments, different people are going to bring certain things out of us. And we have to be aware enough to understand what's happening, when it's happening to be able mm-hmm. to make proper decisions. Right. So mm-hmm. I think I that's really it. It's as simple as that. Just just being able to understand what's going on with you, also the awareness of other people as well, mm. is, is hell important. Mm. No, oh, that's interesting. I like that. And like it's interesting the way you said that. It's at the end of the day, it pretty much self-awareness is something that's required for you to what you're saying is to make sure you uh, succeed in your relationships and uh, to understand your own emotions, to handle other people, you know, even networking and all these things. It's like self-awareness is important. And if you were to like explain that to somebody, you know, if somebody is just like new to it and they're like, but like, what, what, what is self-awareness? Like, what would you tell the, like the most newest person to that? Like, that's curious. Like what, what is self, like, how do I become more self-aware? You know, the best way to the the best way to describe it, if if I was explaining to somebody, um, I would think of it as as just asking yourself questions and answering them, right? So something happens and you stop and think for a second. Okay, why is this happening? What's going on? What does this mean? You know, mm-hmm. I think just asking qu- questions are are so important, bro. You know, mm-hmm. and, and even to yourself. Yeah, you know, like I have conversations with myself. I ask myself questions all the time, and I think that's a big part. Mm-hmm. Self-awareness, just asking yourself questions and that's how i would explain it to somebody if i was to describe it just mm-hmm. just asking yourself questions it's as simple as that that's amazing man guys yeah. you i think you'll be surprised what what kind of answers you get when you ask honestly right if if you're honest with yourself and, and you really sit and you really just take some time to ask yourself certain questions mm-hmm. you answer them mm-hmm. like, like that's it's 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 crazy the the type of answers you can get of course, man, guys, if you're listening to the podcast right now, that is so profound, you know, asking yourself questions. I, I think it's so profound because, and Tony Robbins said this once, quality questions leads to quality life. So by asking yourself questions, and I'll explain it the way I look at it. So our minds are always running. It's like a motor. It's a machine. It's a computer. It's always going. So if we're always thinking like, oh, I can't pay my bills this week, or I can't have the relationship that I want. I can't have the body that I want. We're pretty much telling our minds, like, this is what I want. And that's what it's going to give us. But if we ask our minds questions, like, how can I be better? How can I start making more money? How can I be healthier? How can I love myself? Our minds start actually working to answer those questions. So, you know, and I think that's so profound, the fact that you're saying to ask yourself questions and have conversations with yourself. And like, I'm the same. I have conversations with myself all the time. I once heard this, that 78% of the conversations we have on a daily basis are between like ourselves. You know, even if you're like in sales or you at an organization and you a radio show host and you talk all the time, like you still like 78 to 80% of the conversations you have on a daily basis are with yourself, which 
in a way it makes total sense because we are with ourselves, you know, so much and we're so, so yeah, no, I totally get it, man. You're, you know, it's interesting as I was listening to you, I'm like for a music producer and a hip hop producer, like, like not that I'm saying like hip hop producers are not, you know, uh, aware or anything or understand self-awareness, but like for me to have conversations with you, like you're such a deep guy, you know, like you have depth. So it's just like, interesting i'm like in my mind i'm like damn so does it do you do you require to be have depth and awareness to become a music producer i thought you just need to like you know which is you know of course in life i think the same character traits that helps you become a successful business owner is the same thing that helps you become have a great relationship and have a great business it's just that consistency is staying persistent making good decisions you know and having a vision and going after it right um what like you know it's interesting like you grew up in canada right um for the most part yeah i i moved to canada when i was uh 10 10 or 11 so so yeah i i basically grew up in canada for the most nice and you're 33 now right i just turned 34 that's amazing that's amazing okay okay i've been up here for about a little over 20 years okay okay that's amazing like what you know like so it's like because getting into the music industry is not easy you know, it's like, it's like having a goal in high school that I'm going to be in the NBA or I'm going to play soccer, you know? So it's like one of those things, right? So like what made you want to get into the music industry? Like what drove you? Cause you've been in the game for a long time, you know? So it's like, what made yeah. you even get into the yeah. game and stay? That's another question. Like and what made you stay in the game for this long? Well, let's answer the first one. Like what made you get into the game? You know, so the first, the first thing that, that really drew me to music was just, was just curiosity you know um so just to kind of backtrack a little bit i i came to canada in 1998 right mm. so i moved from saint vincent right mm. the small island close to barbados saint lucia mm. and the only music i knew in saint vincent was reggae soca calypso yeah. it, it was west indian music so i had yeah. never in my life heard hip-hop rap nothing right so <laughs> i first came to canada and the very first rap album i heard was wu-tang mm. right and in my mind i'm like what what is this <laughs> wu-tang i heard um um fuji's after that and then mm-hmm. this artist gangstar he's a he was a really big 90s rapper okay. right and the thing that drew me most to it and i don't know where this came from prior to that but just the patterns in the music right the patterns in the beats the drums mm. and I, I just got curious man it, it, it's curiosity i i started to like collect all the pencil cases in my house i took some pots and pans from my mom i mm. set up a drum set in my room and i would listen to these albums i'll listen to wu-tang i'll listen to, to like the old dmx albums old ja Rule albums and i'll basically try to replay the drums mm. when i'm hearing on those albums on like empty pencil cases pots and pans mm. and that was really the introduction to it right and then fast forward high school um with the rapping right i used to rap before i i started producing Okay. Okay. Into engineering. So mm. at that time, there weren't too many people rapping. Mm. Right? Nowadays, everybody raps. Right. Yeah. Then there weren't too many people rapping. I would basically just write write lyrics in class, um, in my notebook. And I had a group of friends. I would do the same thing. We mm. ended up forming a group mm. called the CDC. Okay. And we started putting out songs. You know, we got a mic from Radio Shack. It's the source now, but but before when it was called Radio Shack. 
Okay. So one of those little um, uh, dynamic microphones. And then I had a computer in my mom's kitchen, set that up, and we just recorded albums after albums after albums. <laughs> and then from there, it just evolved into into bigger things, um, mm. more serious things. Mm. And then it, it's all a blur from there. <laughs> it, it, it's literally That's... all a blur from there, you know. And, and it's it, it's like, and it's those um it's those relationships that really kept taking me to the next level. You know? mm. And one of the biggest things was um so in, in the early 2000s i i was dating this this girl mm -hmm. and there's always a girl, <laughs> always a girl. I, was, I was dating this girl and i was introduced to her brother mm. and he's a hardcore guy like he's one mm. of my best friends to this day but back mm. then he, he was a hardcore guy right so mm. like i was young he's about 10 years older than me and then me and him just clicked you know, we have the same, same mentality. And I credit a lot of my, I guess, self-awareness to him because mm -hmm. he was an avid reader. So he put me onto a lot of books and that's actually how I got into reading books mm -hmm. and, and just having a, a, a wanting to expand my knowledge mm -hmm. and started record label. You know, we, we had some conversations, mm -hmm. uh, we butted heads at first, but eventually we became the best friends, started record label. And mm -hmm. then that's really, that's really when everything took off and mm -hmm. Um, we had trials and tribulations throughout the years. Things happened, ups and downs. Uh, and then it eventually got to a point. We put out some projects, did some tours, mm. different countries to shoot videos. I, I had a, a taste of that living the fast life, as you could say, for, for a little bit. And then, you know, I fell back. You know, I fell back. And then I, I took the more independent route, mm. um, which I still love. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm still able to I'm still able to make music the way that I want to make music. Of course. Uh, still able to set my own deadlines i'm still able mm -hmm. to work with who i want to work with monetize my music how i want to monetize it so to answer your question in, in regards to staying staying in the music industry after so many years mm -hmm. i mean i'm not drake i'm not dr dre i'm, I'm not a huge multi-platinum recording artist but mm -hmm. i'm happy with it you know i'm i'm, okay. I'm happy with, with what i've done i'm happy with what i'm able to do still mm -hmm. and i feel like I, I still have a lot more that i can do you know mm -hmm. and i think just, just having just having that control Mm -hmm. just, just being comfortable with what you're doing and 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 the timelines and the deadlines yeah like you know how you're doing it is is really important you know it's so like it's interesting as you're talking so one of the things that came to my mind is so you mentioned like you know you guys produce album album after album on the tours so this like this was a matter of you know let's say uh five years or ten years like what i'm always curious about is like those days and those weeks where you know you're doing the work you know to you know the next song uh, sitting there planning the next song and getting together with the crew to you know produce and re record and sing and and like that process you know the journey when you were doing those things what was the vision that was like exciting you to continue to keep going like was it to become you know i know we had a conversation one time like your vision is to you know win a grammy right so like what i'm curious about is and the guy that's listening to this and the woman that's listening to this podcast right now who has a dream and who has you know and they may have already started a business or they might have just started you know a workout plan or whatever it is and like the first couple of weeks has happened and like it's got hard for them and like they're thinking about quitting and you know and you stayed in the game for so long, you know, and it's like the people that become successful, like yourself, it's like, what kept you guys going in those times where most people quit 
you guys continue to go and then you start to see the fruits of your labor and you did the tours and you enjoyed the life and all those things. So like, yeah, what was the vision that was like when you were at your mom's house, studio at your mom's house? What was the vision that kept it alive? Like, what's something that you're after? You know, is it the lavish life, the jets and the Ferraris? Is it to, you know, own an organic farm somewhere in Costa Rica with a couple of, uh, you know, like, what, what, what's that, like, your why? Like, what's that kept you, uh, you know, excited? Yeah, good question, man. Good question. So, so earlier on, um, it was just, so it was just wanting to be at the top. Mm. Like, that was really it, you know, because we, we were looking at at the people that were doing it at the level that we wanted to do it at, at the mm. highest level. And we thought, man, we could do that. You know, mm. like, like what, like what's so, what's different that they're doing that we're not doing? You know, like yeah. what's the difference between them and us? You know, mm-hmm. and it's, it's like, we, we really believe that we could be at that top spot. And I think for, for a lot of artists, for, for a lot of producers, that's what it is. Everybody wants to be the best. Everybody mm-hmm. wants to be at the top spot. You know, and everybody believes that they're talented enough to do it. And I think mm-hmm. that that alone, you'd be surprised how much that can pull a person. Mm-hmm. You know, want to keep going, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's it, man. Just like, and just believing, believing that you're you're talented enough to do it. Yeah, believing so in yourself at a high level is 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 key, is crucial. So in the earlier days, that's that's definitely what what mm-hmm. motivated. No, it's amazing, man. You know, it's interesting. I talk to, I do these podcast interviews and even just associating and connecting with different men and women in different spaces these last, this, uh, this last decade, I would say, you know, I'm always curious and especially these days where, you know, I have programs helping men get over watching porn and, you know, talking about sexual energy and all these things. I'm curious to hear your thoughts on that in a sense of like for a man to become successful in this day and age, how important is it for him to have sexual self-control? That that's that that's a bombshell of a topic, man. So mm-hmm. it's it's very important. Mm. Very important because one of the things that's that's required, in my opinion, right? One of the things that's required to 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 be to perform at the highest level is is, is focus and concentration, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And obviously time. And you would not believe the amount of time sexual urges take away from your life. Yeah. You know, whether it's it's chasing girls, watching yeah. porn, whatever it is, the amount of time and focus that it takes away from what you could be doing that's productive. Yeah. It it, it literally ruins people's lives. Mm-hmm. So I, I think just just the focus that it takes away is is mm-hmm. the biggest thing, man. That's, that's so then that <laughs> that's so amazing that you say that because like i was curious like I, i'm always curious when i ask these questions because some people like could also be supportive of watching porn there's still men that are you know think you know watching porn is okay or whatever so for it's like it's awesome that you said that because and i actually read something a couple of days ago studies show that men that watch porn actually have smaller brains you know so and it's also there's studies out there that shows like, you know, someone who watches porn and, you know, releases that sexual energy through ejaculation and just jerking off easily. It actually, they're, you know, prone to have less focus, less concentration, not be as motivated, not have as much drive. And of course, like I could talk about this forever, you know, like it leads to lower self-confidence, lower sex drive and all these things. 
but like the thing that I have, you know, noticed from myself, my, from my early twenties to later twenties is that when I started taking over and control of my sexual urges, temptations, and then actually taking control of my, um, not only taking control of my sexual energy, but actually learning how to transmute it because, you know, energy doesn't get destroyed guys girls listen to this podcast like you can't destroy energy energy can only get transmuted or transferred so that sexual energy that you have you got to learn to actually transmute it in a manner you know learn through the deep breathing exercises and journalings and things that i share in my program uh, so it's so important like what you're saying pretty much there is like sexual energy is so important to have control of that you know first of all to not you know give into the urges and like, you know, messaging girls and wanting to have surface level, sexual, casual sex all the time and releasing and losing all that life force. And if now, once you can control that and learn how to transmute that energy into, you know, recording the next album and writing your next book, you know, doing your next marathon, doing the next workout, you know, whatever it is, your goals and your desires and your dreams are, uh, it's, it's massive. Like that's, literally what helped me you know become who i am today and what i strive to be is the last four or five years really take in control of my sexual energy and of course you know like it's been two three years i stopped watching porn and it's just amazing things that happened for me mentally physically emotionally and even my relationships because one of the things i learned that porn does is that it gives you misconception of what a woman is supposed to be like how you you know, uh, interactions with a woman supposed to be like what a woman likes in the bedroom. And, and also on the other end of it, you watching another, you know, man do it. It's like, you're causing yourself to become a bench warmer. Right. And I feel like I just went on a rant because anytime sexual energy topic comes, I just go on a rant. Like I, it's like, I, I think it's so important towards achieving success, uh, focus, concentration, whatever it is that you're desiring. Right. Um, but yeah, man, that's just, and, and, and something I want to add to that, um, which you mentioned, I think you touched on it um, in the beginning when you first started talking about it. I don't know the scientific term. I think it's, um, I'm, I'm going to say prefrontal cortex. I'm okay. probably, that's probably not even what it's called, but there's okay. something in, in the, the front of your brain, right? Okay. And every time you watch porn, yeah. it, it, it shrinks that, okay? And mm. the thing about that, that thing in the front of your brain is that's, responsible for, for for your reasoning and your logic okay and, okay and your, a big part of your discipline mm. so that shrinks yeah you need to reason and be logical and and, and have discipline also shrinks mm. so it, it, it's just a never-ending cycle and, and obviously i mean that's your space so so you know i'm sure you know plenty about that but don't that, get me wrong here okay there, there's nothing there's nothing wrong with busting a nut but yeah. it should not be the main focus it, it, it should not even be the top three main focus for, mm -hmm. for men, in my opinion, you know, that mm -hmm. should be chasing girls, busting a nut. That should not even be on the priority list. You know, mm -hmm. like it's like a luxury, you know, you do it you know, every now and then, you know, get it off, but yeah. that should never be the main focus. Mm -hmm. I like how you say it's a luxury. And this is something, you know, of course, like at the end of the day, it's interesting that you say that, you know, and even those luxuries, I, I'm somebody of discipline. I'm like, even the luxuries could be, you know, you can, mm, like just don't do it as often man it's yeah in your early exactly. 20s in your early 20s early 30s like if like i'm just very you know i'm not saying discipline but like i'm pretty hardcore in a sense i got a very, pretty navy style attitude towards things so it's like i'm the one that's like you know hold that knot don't jerk off keep that life force in 
and use it to, you know, start making $10,000 a month to start having that relationship that you wanted. Like until you're not successful, don't freaking just out there jerk off and watch porn, man. Cause like, besides it not being good for you, like, it's just like, you're losing that life force, you know, like that. So man, I'm, man. I'm not a supporter of it, you know, like, I'm like, man, like, you're losing life force. And I talk from, you know, experience in a way. So it's like, I'm not trying to be, sound like I'm a, you know, uh, like, you know, in a, sophisticated in a way or from an intellectual point of view or like you know like like these are the facts that this is how this affects you but i'm just trying to say from personal experience man you know after the first 90 days i started my first business you know after the first six months or so i was running my first uh, half marathon and like the energy enthusiasm the aura my all energy everything around me changed you know because like which you know makes sense you know so i'm yeah i'm just a massive supporter of it okay um let That's me ask you this let me ask you this yeah cryptocurrency okay where are you at with cryptocurrency like and the reason why i'm asking like this because like i talked to some people my best friend's father who's like cryptocurrency what is that and i talked to one of my best friends who's like yo i just made 12k last week and then like so it's like i'm curious like where are you at with cryptocurrency and like what were your thoughts on cryptocurrency because i feel like everybody's just like just going crazy on cryptocurrency right now <laughs> i love it man i love it. i'm in bro i'm in mm-hmm. you know i um so so the way that i i i see it right my philosophy on that is me personally mm-hmm. i'm invested in bitcoin and ethereum heavy mm-hmm. right all the other ones shiba the the uh, decentraland elon all those yeah. other ones i i put like play money in there like money that mm. if i lose it I, I'm, I'm not gonna blink right mm. so, okay so I'm, I'm not i'm not too invested in those but i see a lot of potential in it man i'm i'm a mm. firm i'm i'm on board 100 right but i'm i'm more backing bitcoin and ethereum because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not like a super risky crypto investor right? yeah, yeah. So, although there there's like 200 percent, 300 percent gains on some of these other ones yeah yeah. okay i i might dabble but you know i'll i'll take my chances for the slow growth in the long run with with bitcoin and ethereum but i'm 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 100 into it um i'm trying to study it more mm-hmm. uh, to learn more about um especially the the nft space and i think oh, you had mentioned something to me the other day about uh crypto gaming or yeah crypto gaming and nft so that's yeah i was curious what you were going to say because so nfts it's like so cryptocurrency and then it's nfts and and then right now like the thing to get into and then once again i'm sharing personal opinions as well here and i have some friends in this space that have made a couple millions of dollars in the last couple of months so uh nfts it's digital art like i believe i believe in it very much i'm a big supporter of it i'm actually looking to i was telling a friend of mine that the day i was like so i like i'm interested in putting about 10 dollars right now into like 10 15 nfts you know like go actually do your research on OpenSea and uh, solana and like a couple of these platforms look and do your research and then yeah it's like for myself like i'm looking into putting 10 20 grand into a couple of different nfts and just sit on it it's just digital art you know and i see a massive opportunity in it because there's so many people right now making millions of dollars um from this and i'm not saying it's a massive opportunity because people are making millions of dollars from it but i'm saying because it's such a massive opportunity for a lot of these artists back in the day right so like and you know what's crazy like growing up in school 
Like your parents would never suggest you become an artist. Like that was one of those things where like, there's no money in being an artist, you know, especially art, art, like, you know, drawing and painting. Right. So, and I thought it was so interesting because I was having a chat with a friend yesterday and he's an artist. And right now he's about to have a couple of crypto uh, NFTs. Like he's making NFTs out of his own art and he's going to sell it on these platforms. Um, and, and I seen it like the other day on Instagram, uh, some artist that is a digital uh, artist and one of his NFTs sold for $60 million. And he was on video sharing uh, like as the betting was going up and down and like the, he was sharing with his family and like to see a piece of art go for $60 million, digital art, you know, some people I can imagine, they can think like, Oh my God, like what is, this is just craziness. But like at the same time, it's not this, like we the metaverse, the whole d- digital world that that's coming, you know what I mean? Like digital art is here to stay, you know, companies like Nike and I've already started investing in like these, virtual stores and you know there so if art was you know super valuable in the physical world it's going to be also important and valuable in the virtual world because when in the metaverse as when you put those glasses on and you go into like your own house your own avatar and your friends are coming to hang out with you now your nft arts are going to be hanging on your walls right so it's like it's just becoming such a it's just becoming crazy like where it's like the opportunity to make a lot of money it really is there but like let's be honest and let's be like i like to be very practical so you're listening to this podcast right now and you probably have 20 30 40,000 and you might be like and who knows maybe you don't have any money which i totally understand it's all good um but if you do have that 20, 10 $20,000 and you are looking to put it into nfts or something like that like i'm no financial advisor obviously you no know, take make your own decision at your own risk i'm simply sharing personal opinions um yeah those opportunities are there right now and the thing is though if you have that twenty thousand dollars and like robert kiyosaki always talks about excess capital is not the only thing that can make you more capital you also need the experience and education so in this aspect of it so if you're sitting there with ten twenty thousand dollars and you want to look into this nft space now you got to put in 10 20 hours into learning it Okay, so actually going Googling this, finding the top 20 NFTs, reading about it, going on OpenSea.io and like looking at NFTs, looking at their prices, how you buy it, how do you transfer your money from one wallet to another wallet, like put actually 10, 20 hours of practical time into it. And by then, now you're like, okay, out of 100 crypto or NFTs, you have found 10 of them that you're into and you can afford and then put that time and then buy it. And then sit in it for like a year or so, and who knows, maybe an NFT that you buy ends up making you freaking... 2 million, 5 million, 4 million. Like they're selling for crazy, you know, $60 million. Like imagine you drew something and you minted it and you put it on this platform and you said it's a Rouse beat, original beat. And then boom, you know, actually to even on, in your space. Like, so I heard that it's going to change the game for artists because now instead of having a record label, you could, you know, have an album, make an NFT off the album cover. And then your listeners get 20%, you get 80%. So whoever ends up, you know, like buying that album cover, right? They get 20% of the loyalties of the songs and the things that is out there and you get 80%. So not the label gets nothing. You are your own label. And so like, it's supposed to be changing the game and everything. So it's, yeah, like, that's just crazy. It's a crazy time, man. I think it's a beautiful time to be alive in 2021 and continuous on. There's so much craziness, amazing opportunities out there. Like if you want to get rich, if you want to make more money, like, I believe, you know, like, it's just endless opportunity out there in this world right now, you know? Yeah. 
100%. It's exciting stuff, man. I mean, crypto, um, the NFT space. I was reading something the other day. I was, I was looking at this this uh, meme, I think it was on Instagram, where it was showing the, the growth in the last year or two with, with real estate, the stock market, mm-hmm. and then crypto. Real yeah. estate is like 15%, stock market 20%. And these are all in comparison to each other, right? 20%. Crypto is like 200 plus percent. Oh, wow. It's like, it, and it's only the beginning. You know, mm-hmm. in the beginning, I, I think with everything that's happening right now, um, there's a lot of uncertainty. Yeah, know, of course. There's a lot of uncertainty in the financial market. So, I mean, I, I'm, I'm no financial advisor, so you said, but mm-hmm. there's a lot of potential. Of so, course, of course. You said something that was super dope, man. Like, like having the money is one thing, right? Yeah. Having, having an extra 10, 20, 30K, whatever it is, is one thing. But having the education and know what to do with it is yeah. more important than having the money, right? Cause you exactly. can invest the money thinking you're up and then you can mm-hmm. lose it. So exactly. the education and um, taking the time to, to know what, know what you're doing. You know, yeah, know exactly. Doing. You know, super, super important. Super important. I, I think of the saying, well, what happens when the man with experience meets the man with the money? What happens is the man with the experience leaves with the money and the, the man with the money leaves with the experience. Um, you know, yeah, I, I like, like that. So I like that. I've always believed in that, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, like let me ask you, like, I, this is some real shit, okay? So in part of my language, it's uh, in this world that we live in, you know, I, I feel like, you know, just the journey that I'm on and, you know, really sharing a message that, a lot of people are not sharing and there's also a lot of people that are sharing and it's not something that's really accepted in the environment, culture, society that we are grown up in, you know, and how important it is in the evolution of you becoming, you know, your most successful, you know, your most masculine, most aware man in this day and age to learn to express your emotions in a healthy manner. You know, like, like, cause like we, we live in a world where we're, like, we're told to like, you know, dad was uncle and it was like, don't show your emotions. Don't cry. And don't do this. Like, like, that's not what a man does, which I'm, I totally disagree. You know, I have cried many, many, many times and many days in the last couple of years of doing this inner work and healing parts of myself that were, you know, that had gone through the childhoods that I've, things that I experienced. Right. So I'm very big on men expressing their emotions, men having that strong brotherhood to be able to express their emotions. And I, I believe that the magic in becoming your most aware self is to learn to express your emotions. So I'm curious to hear your thoughts on that. Like, how important is it to learn to express your emotions? Okay. I'm going to disagree with you a little bit Okay, on, on yeah. one thing you said, okay? I like it. Go, go ahead. Tell me it all, baby. <laughs> When it, when it comes to, to, to men expressing their emotions, I agree with you in the sense that for, for men to have a network or, or, or a group or a circle of, of other men that are close to them, that they trust, mm. that they can express their emotions with, I think is super important. Mm. Right? Super important. Like, be honest with yourself. Know what's going on with yourself. Have, mm. ha- have a circle of, of, of guys that you trust and love, you know, that you mess with. Yeah. That you can express your emotions with, right? Mm. Now, the part where I disagree is in, let's say, in a relationship dynamic. Yeah. That's different. Mm. In my opinion, that's different. So in okay. that dynamic, I think a man should absolutely not mm. express certain certain mm. kinds of emotions in that mm. dynamic because mm. it could be detrimental to the relationship. Mm. Right? But hey. that's a whole nother story. That's a whole nother yeah, story. That's I, another I, podcast. <laughs> that's, a, that's a whole nother podcast. But just, <laughs> j- just to kind of 
do a little kind like I, I kind of agree with what you're saying, but for certain circumstances, mm-hmm. I say you gotta keep that keep it on lock, right? But mm-hmm. in the other sense, when you're dealing with your guy friends, 100 percent you need some somebody that you could express that to. I just don't think mm-hmm. you should do that in a relationship that literally and what you're saying is like pretty much like the fact that like i believe that yeah i have that strong friendship a strong brotherhood friends that you can cry in their arms and you and that you let everything out and feeling safe around the masculine friends that you have that like you know like if i got you know if i'm crying about something if i'm emotional about something if whatever it is right it's like for us you know like who knows every man has a different experience on their own but what i'm trying to say is that there as men we're also human and we experience and we feel certain emotions and it would be it's amazing and it's important on my journey of being able to do that. And yes, with your brothers and your friends and like people that you feel safe with, people yeah. that you trust. And so that's yeah, amazing. And, you know, that's something myself when it comes to and uh, like guys listening to this podcast, like Ravi, as I feel from our conversations in the past, uh, I've learned a lot from him about relationships. And I have even taken relationship advice from him in many, even the last year or so when I had relationship issues and certain things that I wasn't aware of. He was, you know, one of the brothers in my circle that I would call and I would, you know, just throw the information at him and just to hear his thoughts and opinion on things. And so I would say highly that he definitely has more knowledge and experience in a way on certain things about like the idea of like myself. I'm like, I'm still learning in the fact of, is it okay to be fully emotional with your woman or is it okay to, um, to not like don't be actually with a couple of things like show emotions to the woman but do not you know actually as i'm just saying this right now i agree with you as well like it just clicked in my head okay so i was i thought i was in the mindset of that it's okay to be just you know fully emotional with your woman like cry in her arms and all those things yes at some extent meaning that it's okay to show emotions to your woman but you do not want your woman to become the person who's taking on your emotional burden, meaning that, yes, you know, a funeral in the family, someone dies, things like that. Like you show emotions and you cry and whatever it is with the woman. But if you are dealing with certain things in your life and you're emotional and you are got some issues going on, some things, I think it's important that you have that strong brotherhood, strong man friends that you can call and be like, yo, I'm dealing with this thing. Like this is what I'm going through and do not put that burden on your woman. So is that what you were kind of saying? Because I was like, I had a moment as I was about to say, I was like, yo, I, I feel like I disagree with you right now, but I got to learn more from my experiences in the future. And then as I was saying that, I'm like, no, 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 actually, you're right. From my last experience and even just as I, we have talked so much the last couple of weeks, I'm like, yeah, you know, it's, it's, you're right. You actually, you know, be emotional with your woman and, you know, express emotions. Yeah, do not, you know, it's almost like wanting, you know, that like, this is almost a different concept, but like the idea of, you know, uh, seeking love from your girlfriend when that love that you're seeking, you could actually only, you can actually give yourself that love, you know, and that codependency and like those kind of things that come into place where anyways, it could get another deep conversation on that, but no, that's glad. I'm glad that you shared that because you're right. You know, and that's something that I'm learning and I'm realizing myself and I'm excited for my next relationship in a way, like in a sense of like to experience that and to, to make sure, cause I am a very open guy, you know? So I'm like, like I, I get open with a woman and like we hit it off. Like I don't like hold back anything. I whatever comes, I'm going to say it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's important to make sure, yeah, say whatever it is on your mind and open up about everything. But yet 
do not, you know, like now your emotional issues and things that you're dealing with in your life, like do not try to like use her as a therapist, you know, like, (laughs) you know, I mean, like saying that, like that's a, that's kind of a controversial stance and a controversial point of view because, you know, we're, we're told as men to, oh, it's okay to express your emotions to your girl. You know, it's your girl. It's your yeah. love of your life. Absolutely not. And yeah. I, I'm, I'm not a relationship therapist, a relationship guru. I'm, I'm speaking from personal experience. Yeah. Absolutely not. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you got guy friends, you got a close close circle of men. Yeah. That's who you, who you express your emotions with. Yeah. You know, no, not I... to say that you don't show, show your woman love and, and, and you don't care for her. Of course. That's not what I'm saying at all. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It, it's just when it comes to you expressing certain emotions, mm-hmm. you gotta reserve that a little, you know, contrary mm-hmm. to popular belief. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> no, I feel that. In my opinion, yeah. <laughs> no, I feel that. I yeah. definitely feel that. Yeah. Do you feel like you know, like, like it's interesting? You know, I'm 31 years old. I always hear my mom tell me, she's like, you know, you should have a seven-year-old by now. <laughs> you should have a three-year-old by now. And I'm over here like fully happy you know fully happy in my life i got you know like i got things going on and i'm busy and i have great relationships and companionship and the whole night like life is amazing you know and it's interesting though yet the programming in society and culture and environment that's in within us so for me from the age of 27 28 i was starting to contemplate on getting married you know, like, like really considering getting married because like, I thought like, like my family, cousins, best friends, your friends are getting married, getting, having a couple of kids. So like, I actually went through a couple of years of contemplating that. I'm like, you're like, okay. So I guess like, this is it. Like, I'm supposed to be doing this. Like I'm supposed to be doing this literally. Like, like, this is what, you know, you, you get, you get a good job, you get a good, you know, life going and then you get meet someone, you get married, you have kids. And like, that's the plan, you know? And then, but I was never on that plan, but society and culture and environment almost sold me on the plan around 27 28 29 even like 30 years old i was i remember last year that i like i wasn't actually i already got entered out of that but like 27 28 29 i'm like contemplating that but i'm like you're like i'm this is what i'm supposed to be doing and then because the mindset is that like 40 is coming and 40 means like that it's the end like after 40 it's downhill all programs you know and like it's programs of the culture and environment they must get you to think that it's going to be over so you can buy the products, right? You have to, after 40, buy the gray hair, this and this and that. And like 35, you got to start getting ready for like, it's all like a scheme. It's the matrix. Like you have to buy into that. But yet, if you listen to successful people, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk or anybody, anybody that's successful or happy that has achieved some type of uh, thing in life, you listen to these guys, like, they tell you literally like 40 is when I'm getting started. Like 40 is like when my, like, I'm like, all right, now I've learned some things. I'm good now. Like now let me enjoy and start actually the fruits of my labor. You know, let me like, let me actually like, I'm feel like I'm, I'm feeling like better than when I was 20. Right. So I just find that, you know, I think that's so important. Like, it's just crazy that my mind is like, like, I'm aware of that. So that's why I'm not in a rush to get married. I have mentors that got married at 45 and I had kids at 50. So, like, for me, I'm like, I'm in no rush because I'm like, I'm on, like, time. I'm still learning and getting experience. Yet, it's crazy. Culture, environment, these things will have you sold on the idea. Of like, yo, you're supposed to get married. You're supposed to have kids. You're supposed to get into this thing. And it's like, no. And not, and like, once again, you know, there's a lot of you guys listening. You have kids. You have family and all these things. Nothing against that. I'm happy for you and that it worked the way it, your life and your journey has come about. I'm just 
just sharing my opinion on and my things and what I'm going through in a sense from, you know, getting those phone calls from my mom and like, yo, you know, well, you, know you should have a six-year-old, a seven-year-old and all these things, right? So I just think it's interesting, you know, like if we are get sold on that program and then we start to think these things, you know, and then like you kind of fall into the trap of getting married too early, meeting the wrong person, you know, and a lot of things happens, right? And I think this is where self-awareness comes into play in the sense of, be self-aware about the things and the decisions you make, right? Because if you're not, you end up meeting someone and you get married with them because of just, you know, like, oh, this isn't what I'm supposed to be doing. And not about if you're in line with this person, you have things in common with this person, you have the same goals and visions as this person. No, I think, you know, what's, what I find crazy is like, I feel like most couples probably never ask each other what like their goals are, what their vision for their life is. Like these massive conversations that I have with my own self, you know? Like, and I had to my last relationship as well. And that's why I'm like, yo, like my sister's always telling like, yo, it won't be easy. If, like, like I give it up to the girl that's actually in a relationship with you. Cause like you're a freaking, you know, part of my language, like Navy SEAL style, you know, like first date, yo, what's something that bothers you? What's your goals for life? Okay. No. Why, why did the last relationship end it anyways? <laughs> those are valid questions though. <laughs> you know, right? like those, those are, are good valid questions. questions. You know, and like a good person, I have had conversations with women that like I've honored that and actually answered them. And like they laughed and they asked me questions. It's interesting, though, like you if you tell this to someone and they laugh about it or they think I like it's like, you know, I like it's interesting that like you actually are supposed to be asking these kind of questions. You're supposed to be you're, you're building a life plan with this person. You know what I mean? Like you're supposed to be aware. I have the same goals. I have the same vision and all these things. So for me, in a way, I'm. I'm patient, you know, I'm patient in a sense of, of course, I, I'm, I'm, I have a vision of, you know, having kids in my forties, not 30, the forties. I have a vision. of having kids, man. You know, uh, I do have the vision that by the time I'm 40, I'm probably definitely with someone. It's been a couple of years. I've been with this person. I could even be married by 40, by 40. I could be, but like I'm 31. That's a long time right now. So like I have those visions, but I'm in no rush to make the wrong decision. I'm a very logical person, you know? So I think that's one of the things, man. The ebook, Aware Alpha ebook is coming out. 21 things to be that makes you an Aware Alpha. I think I'm going to add that, you know, being patient. I think, yeah, you know, that's, you know, that's you're, pretty you're, important, right? You're, you're, you're absolutely right. I, I agree 100% with that. Um, we got time, man, as, as, as men. I mean, I'm, I'm 34. Mm-hmm. So you're 31. Um, I don't even think we're in our prime yet. No, I, I, I think we got time, man. You know, 40, oh, yeah. 40s right around the corner. I think we got time, man. You know, it's so it's interesting. As you were saying all that, I started to think about um, successful people. And, and when I say successful, I don't mean just from a materialistic standpoint. I, I mean mm-hmm. from an achievement standpoint, right? From yeah. an accomplishment standpoint, right? So the people that I look up to, like, say, like, um, for example, like the Jay-Z's, um, like the Grant Cardone's. Mm. If you look at what age they had kids at, I mean, yeah. they're like 50 years old 50. with kids that are under 10. Oh, yeah. Grant Cardone is... Sorry to cut you off. Grant Cardone is like 65, man. He had his kids when he was like 52, 53. You know? <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? They're onto something. Right. Well, they're onto something, you know? And it's like with, with, with society, what you said is... There, there is a programming right and one thing i always try to remember is is a saying i'm not sure who said it but it's um it goes don't do as i say mm. what i do yeah, yeah, like yeah. That, right yeah, so yeah, people yeah. Talk, you know they'll, they'll say things but 
you gotta watch what they do. You know, so yeah. society's telling us get married, 25 years old, get married for, for men, right? Get yeah. married at 25, do this, do this, do that. But then the people that that I would say you and I look up to in yeah. a certain space, it's like you're looking at what they're doing and it's the complete opposite. Exactly. So it's like what uh, they're onto something, right? So you know? I believe we got time. And as as men, I think we got time. Of course. And I think it comes down to also intentions. Like my vision for my life is to build a life for myself, travel, enjoy things. And, you know, and through that journey, if I meet the right person, that's good. You know, we'll make some happen. If not, you know, like remember me and you were talking last year, like, you know, I, I had met someone that I thought I'd probably potentially get married to eventually. But like that was my own awareness and where I was at the time. And then like today where I am, I'm like, oh, wow, like I realize I'm not even ready for that so like life is full of lessons you know things are coming and going at all times so it's interesting you know i gotta say man i love your awareness like i like you're you know the fact that like you have the understanding that you do on certain things these topics right i think that's that's an aware alpha you know somebody that is aware and has an understanding of themselves you know and i think that's so important do you meditate not as much as I want to. I'll, I'll, I'll be honest, man. You know, I, I I try. Okay, so I have certain spells where mm-hmm. I'll go through a spell where I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm meditating religiously. And then I'll go like three months where I don't do it at all, right? So yeah. I'm not consistent with it. Okay. I want to be more consistent with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, uh, thank you for that comment, by the way, you know, um, about being aware. And I think it's oh, being honest. what I said is what I said earlier, man. I think it just comes down to, to, to the questions that you ask yourself, man. Like, I think questions could really dictate a person's life. You know, like, if you really sit down and, and just like you said, when, when, you're, when you're dating somebody, it's like, yeah. how many people actually ask the other person what their goals are? You know, like, yeah. you know, like what, what do you intend to do five, 10 years from now? And mm-hmm. I think just like spending time with yourself and just asking, you know, sitting down and being like, okay, what do I want? Mm-hmm. And, like, what, like, if, if in 10 years I could see myself somewhere, you know, where, where would I want to, just, just questions like that, it's the mm-hmm. simplest questions, you know, and, and I, I had a conversation with you um, a few weeks ago when I, I was, I was, I was, you know, hustling and bustling and I wasn't really stopping to think or to breathe. And I remember you called me and, and you, you said something, right. And, mm-hmm. and you asked me two questions. You remember what those two questions were? Oh, was it, oh, what would you do if, if you had six months to live? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then the second and, one was if you if money wasn't an issue, what would you be doing with your time right now? Bro, as simple <laughs> as those two questions sound. Okay, mm-hmm. let me tell you, in that moment, in that particular moment, because I'm not aware all the time, you know, mm-hmm. like I'll keep it a hundred. I'm not aware one hundred percent of the time every single day. Yeah. I have my moments where I'm off. Mm-hmm. You know, that was one of those moments and that conversation. I'm I'm being real, you know, you you brought me back, you know, you grounded me again, you know, mm-hmm. and I stopped and I'm like, you know what? Those are some damn good questions. <laughs> I love damn that. Good questions, man. I sat down and I answered them, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and it set, sort of realigned everything at that point. So, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, man, just, just, just being aware and, and, and just, just questioning yourself and just asking, asking yourself those tough questions, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and the important people in your life, like you were saying, you know, asking them those questions as well, man. I, I think yeah. that that's, it's as simple as that, in, in my opinion, man. Yeah. You know, that's, no. that's what it is for me, man. 
That's so true, man. And like keep from me being aware. Yeah, and like you know, it's so true. Like even David Goggins, like he talks about it, like the idea of spending time with yourself, like really spend time with yourself and ask yourself questions and actually dig down on these questions and let the answers come to you and analyze. And you know, I think at the end of the day, of course, it, it comes down to having a desire to want to get better, become wealthy, rich, whatever it is, happy, uh, becoming stronger, braver, whatever it is. And I feel like as men, like we all have some kind of desire. And if we don't, it's like, what's going on? Like, there's probably some kind of inner work that you must do if you're feeling let's say, depressed to the point where you don't want to do anything. Of course, that's a whole different topic. And, you know, you look into that, look within yourself, ask and search within yourself. I, it's just, it's super important. And I'm glad that you, um, you mentioned that because it's just interesting. I love talking to other men or women that reinforce that thought of the idea of actually spending time with yourself, asking yourself questions, really, in a way that's a form of meditation, right? You know, meditation is the art of spending time with yourself. What I say is spend time with my students, you know, like, like meditation is the art of spending time with yourself, spend time with your thoughts and spend time with all parts of yourself, that inner child, the ego, the authentic side, and also all the invisible character personality traits are, that's out there. So I think it's profound where you, you sit. And I, I believe you are, it seems like you are meditating, you know, spending time with yourself and asking yourself questions that brings up more introspection, I should say. Yeah. And yeah. So no, I love that. That's, that's amazing. What's your, uh, what do you, what, what, what are your thoughts on gratitude and the power of gratitude? You know, there's studies out there everywhere. Of course, you know, everyone, and there's a lot of people that talk about it and the power behind it. Like, what are your thoughts on it? You know, do you, do you believe in that aspect of focusing on things that you're grateful for and that will bring more into your life, more positivity and more goodness? Like, do you yeah. feel like that? Yeah, that's a good question. So, so with gratitude, um, see, I, I was brought up being taught to practice gratitude, right? So before mm. I even knew the, the, the power of it, I mm. was doing it from an early age. Mm. Right. My, my grandmother would always tell me, listen, you know, you better be grateful for that food that's on your plate. You, know, mm. you better be grateful that you woke up another one and you're breathing. You know, you got to great. You know, so from from an early age, it, it was it was kind of normal to me. You know, it, it, it was ingrained in me by my grandparents to just, mm. you know, just be grateful for what I have. You know, don't don't take the things I have for granted. Mm. I would always hear there's somebody in the world that doesn't have what I have. Mm. You know, so, so give thanks for, for what you have at that moment. And I kind of just carry it carried that on into my into my adult life um and i don't even think about it anymore it's it's it's, it's just it's just something i i do unconsciously um, but i think it is important man i think it is important to to give give thanks just be grateful for for, for what you have um yeah man yeah that's yeah. That's amazing. You know, it's interesting. Every person that I think is a success in life that I talk to reinforces that there is a magic that can unfold in your life when you practice gratitude. You know, that you can, there, like, it, it's a good thing. It's a good practice. And interesting that from my experience, a lot of people that have experienced hardship are more, you know, into the uh, aware, they're more aware of the magic power of gratitude than the people that let's say have lived an entitled life in a way right no judgment here uh so just yeah it's interesting and like i'm glad that, that you find the benefits in it and like for me i'm i'm a massive massive advocate of practicing gratitude and i think there's a lot of magic that can unfold in your life if you practice it on a daily basis you know so 
yeah, no, I'm glad that you shared that. And it's, yeah, like I'm massive on that. And I was talking about this the last couple of days and I'm even planning on coming out with a second book on gratitude. So yeah, like I'm glad that you actually, you're, you know, an advocate as well. Somebody that thinks that, you know, practicing gratitude is important. And it's so true. Like there's people on the outside of the world that have way less than us. Mm-hmm. And I think it's so important that for us to acknowledge that and yeah. practicing gratitude is a great way to acknowledge that. Right. So, well, man, I just want to say like, this has been an amazing, amazing, you know, conversation for me. I'm learning things. I'm getting, my own mind is getting expanded as we're doing this. So tell the people how they can find you, where they can find you, um, you know, and maybe give them a little bit on what you're up to, you know, what company, what things you're working on, but yeah, definitely let the people know where they can find you here. And, um, yeah, man. Yeah. So, uh, you can find me at ralsbeats.com. That's okay. a website for my music production company, music licensing, publishing. Okay. So I, not only for myself, but for other artists, I help producers, artists, songwriters get the music placed into TV shows, mm. uh, commercials, film, things like that uh, on the publishing side. And I license music to artists, you know, mm. podcasts, YouTubers, content creators, whatever the case may be. Mm. Uh, so ralsbeats.com, R-A-L-Z. B-E-A-T-S dot com and then Ralph's Beats on Instagram, even though I, I barely use Instagram. <laughs> I'm, I'm the only producer in Toronto that doesn't give a crap about Instagram. <laughs> you can find me on Instagram, Ralsbeats.com. Nice. I'm gonna be posting more going into into 2022. Awesome, man. Yeah, so I'm definitely gonna have those details in the detail section, guys. Uh his website, his Instagram handle. Um, I know that if I want to get a hold of him, I have to, I message him on the iPhone and not message him on Instagram because I might not hear from him for like a long time, but yeah, definitely give him a follow, send him, uh, you know, any feedback questions, anything, if you're in the music industry and you want to work with them, definitely send him a message. And yeah, man, I just want to say thank you so much for jumping on here. And like I said, I learned things and, you know, I appreciate you just giving an hour of your value time to the audience myself. So thank you so much for jumping on the podcast, brother. I appreciate you, brother. Thank you, man. Awesome, man. And guys, listening to the podcast and that I finished this uh, this episode off with you guys, you know, like I always mention, my intentions are for you to not only take these and giving one hour of your time into the podcast. I hope that you're not only taking this for entertainment purposes. I hope that you're actually learning something from this. I hope that you're taking something away from this and you're deciding and making a decision to start implementing something in your daily life, something that we may have said. Maybe you be, we got you curious about cryptocurrency. Maybe I got you curious about NFT. Maybe I got you curious about, you know, learning more about your emotions and expressing them in a healthy manner. Whatever it is that you may have just, you know, got exposed to mentally, I hope that you take that away from it and you go actually start self-reflecting on it, uh, sitting on it, thinking about it, journaling on it, meditating on it, and not just letting it go, not just finishing this podcast and getting to work and going to sleep or which I'm okay with, you know, I could tell you it's okay with the views and everything. It's amazing. But really my intentions are for you to take something away from this. I want to get those messages back six months from now, a year from now, two years from now for someone to be like, Hey, you share something on episode 61 and you share something on episode 42. It was on motivation. It was on sales. It was on sexual energy. It was on something. And that day I got curious about it. That day I got curious about sales. That day I got curious about sexual energy. That day I got curious about NFTs. Whatever it is that you end up getting exposed to on this podcast, I hope that you take it away and you learn something from this and let your mind marinate with this information. And lastly, I love you guys. I appreciate you guys. And 
for now until the next time is stay in aware alpha.